So how many big games will the big three play this year for the Angels? We're talking Trout, Rendon, and Otani. How many games should they play? We just want them to stay healthy. So it's time to get locked on with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And John and I, thank you for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Every show is free and available on all platforms like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And the best way to help us out is by giving us a rate and a review. And those watching on YouTube, make sure that you're subscribed, which thousands of you have. So thank you for doing that. And make sure that you're also clicking that bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered with more props, odds, and lines than ever. Ever before, bet online where the game starts. Happy Friday to you, and thank you for being here with us on Locked On Angels, where it's your team every day. You've got the Frisch Brothers here with you, aka the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Mike, the big question that we're answering today on Locked On Angels, and as longtime Halo fans, this is a question that we are very concerned with, and we sure know that our listeners are concerned with as well. How many games will our superstars actually play in 2023? Today, we're going to cover Mike Trout, Anthony Rendon, and of course, Showtime, Shohei Otani. How many games are these guys going to get into in 2023? How important is it that they make it into most of the games in the season? We'll talk all that through. Let's start with Mr. Mike Trout. He's a guy that when he's in there, he's a game changer because yeah. he's the greatest of all time, right? right? And we saw that when he hit home runs last year, and we've seen that in the stats that he puts up when he has runners on ahead of him. And so he's primed to have a really, really great year. And I think we say that every single year. It feels mm-hmm. like his age doesn't get the best of his eye, doesn't get the best of his bat. Mm-hmm. The age actually just gets the best of his body, although mm-hmm. his injuries haven't necessarily been because he's aging his injuries have been because of freak injuries or accidents or things like that last year's injury in the back was just the rotation of swinging all the time and running around and it looked like it was going to be really really terrible at least the media said so but here on lockdown angels we stood fast and stood strong knowing that he could come back and it was just (laughs) a uh it was a chiropractic appointment that you went right. to and your chiropractor actually gave some really great information and then we yeah. had another guy that listens I believe it's Scott who is a chiropractor and mm-hmm. he actually said yeah it, it's actually something that Trout can work through so with all of that said we wanted to ask the question how many games will he play and so we did a comparison to another kind of out of this world superstar and when we say his name please put aside the PED issues because he was a <laughs> he was a good player I know there's always that no, you can't compare Trout to that guy I get it but We're going to use Alex Rodriguez as an example because Mm -hmm. he was a a universally acclaimed guy. Like everybody thought he was awesome. And he played for a really long time, played until his late 30s. And A-Rod entered his age 31 season like Mike Trout is going to enter into his age 31 season. And the question Mm -hmm. was, how many games would he play from that season age 31 to his last season which was age 39 he averaged 115 games a year now that number is a bit deceptive because he did have four seasons of 130 plus games johnny his highest 
was 158 in that age 31 season. So that's Mm -hmm. good news. Here's his second highest, 151 in his age 39 season. So he actually didn't really have too much of an issue later on in his career. His abilities started to slow down a little bit because as you get older, that changes, right? He had five seasons of 125 games or less. His lowest was 44 games at his age 37 season. So he did have some injuries along the way. Now, again, Trout is entering entering his age 31 season this next season. Mm -hmm. And his highest games played since 2017 was 140 games in 2018. Mm -hmm. And his lowest games played played was 36 in 2021 he played 119 games last season and so the question is how many games will Mike Trout play in 2023 and how many games should Mike Trout play in 2023 so John give us your baseball wisdom and answer the will and the should right now (laughs) well listen I want to clear the air on some of Mike Trout's injuries of the past 2017 he jammed his thumb trying to steal second and that took him out for a long time and that was at that point the longest he had been out in any season prior to that 2012 through 2016 you could count on him almost every single day and so that was a freak accident he slid into second and jammed his thumb that's why you see him wear the the thumb guards that's why you see most guys wearing the glove (laughs) the oven mitt exactly (laughs) and so that's what happened there 2018 he had 140 games and i was trying to remember mike he lost his brother-in-law in either 2018 or 2019 and that caused him to take some time off. And it was an unfortunate thing. And I feel like when people just go and look at his games played, they don't take something like that into account. I know he had a wrist issue in 2019. I think he missed about 30 games that season. And so don't count the personal days against him because that's just really kind of unfair. And obviously 36 games in 2021 because of the calf thing, We saw that happen. He was running from second to third, and you saw him pull up, and you went, "Uh uh-oh, that doesn't look good. And again, that goes back to how well you're taking care of your body. Are you stretching? Are you maintaining? And if if you're pulling your calf muscle the way that he did that kept him out for so long, look, you don't want an Achilles injury, as a matter of fact. like You don't want an injury like that to get worse, and so they were very careful and cautious with him in 2021. We also lost... Rendon, and so it kind of felt like, uh, do we need to rush Trout back to play these sort of meaningless games in 2021? I know they were 500 at the All-Star break, but still it was like, I don't know if you want to push Trout past his limit because you don't want to risk a further injury. I think it's important to remember what these injuries were and why they took him out of the game. Now, as far as your question of how many games will Mike play and how many should he play, I imagine if you were to give him a day off once a week for six months, and there's five weeks each month, say, so you've got five times six, you've got 30 weeks or so. I think once a week you give him 30 games off and he's playing 132 games. I'm comfortable with that. I feel like he should play maybe 140. Maybe you don't give him once a week off every week because you've got built-in days off here and there. One thing I don't want to see, I don't want to see him out of the lineup when Shohei Otani is pitching because we had way too many of those games where Shohei was on the mound, DHing and 
pitching and that Mike Trout was taking the day off for one reason or another. Or Joe Madden decided it was a good idea to do that. We saw that less when he came back, obviously. Yeah. And Phil Nevin was in charge. But please, no more games where Mike Trout is taking the day off when Shohei is on the mound. So, Mike, I feel like if you want to keep Trout healthy, let him play 130 to 140. I think that that's very important that he hits that 140 mark because then you're sitting around 20 games without him. And look, if you're making a big push toward the end of the season to get to the playoffs, that's when you're really going to want him to be in there almost every single day as you need him because he is your offense. He's generating power. He's a threat every time he comes up to bat. So if you're making a push toward the end of the season to get that wild card spot, I feel like the the play count will go up, the game count will go up, but if if it's a if I had to guess, I think 140 would be a good number, but what do you think? I think that's a good number. I really am looking forward to Phil Nevin having a full season with this team because mm-hmm. it seems like Mike really trusts him, really likes him. And I think the philosophy of letting Otani be Otani, I think that they need to do that with Mike Trout. Let Mike mm. Trout be Mike Trout. Meaning, mm-hmm. that, how you feeling, bud? You ready to go? Right. I trust you, right? Like, And I know that Trout is a gamer. I know that he wants to get in there and play. I don't necessarily think that he's going to put his body at risk. And so if he's not feeling good, he's going to remove himself. We saw Shohei do some of that stuff. The bottom line for Trout is I think he wants to be in there and he wants to carry this team on his back. Right. When he went down with that that injury in his calf, you saw how mad he was, yeah. how upset he was. And, and so I think that this guy wants to be in there. There's no question about that. I think that what we saw at the end of the year last year is going to be an indication of who we're going to get at the beginning of this season. I do think that we need to have him maybe sit a bit more at the mm. beginning of the year mm-hmm. so that he is rested and healthy for August and September because he really heated up and we're going to need him to be a great bat for us. Plus, those are a lot of the games that we play against the AL West, yeah. and he's really great against the AL West. Even the Astros, right. where he said he has a tough time hitting, and then suddenly he started hitting at Minute Maid Park. Yeah. And so I'm with you, 130 to 140 games. I would like to see him hit 145. Mm-hmm. That means he's in there and he's playing a lot. It means that he was healthy. It means that he is producing. I would also like to see him in left field a bit as the season moves on. Not that he can't play center field, but I would love to see him in left field because I think that that might actually be easier on his body. However, if it messes with him, then I wouldn't want to do that. And so I would really want to just put ease on his body as much as possible, have him DH when Shohei is not in the lineup. And that I think will really be beneficial to Mike Trout this next year. You make a good point. He needs to be in every competitive game against the AL West as much as possible. He doesn't need to be in the game against the Nationals. He doesn't need to be in there against the A's because the A's are not looking like a tough team this upcoming season, right? He needs to be in the games that matter the most where you have to beat Houston. You have to beat the Mariners. He's got to play every Seattle game because he always of he's, course. He owns them. <laughs> and then, of course, he's got to be in there against the Rangers and, and, and everybody in the AL West, again, other than the A's because... We're not too worried about them, but make him play the meaningful games. If he's going to take a day off, make sure it's against a team that you feel pretty confident you can beat without having much effort behind it. I know that's a weird thing to say because every game is competitive, but the most important games Mike Trout needs to be in there for. Next up, we're going to talk about Shohei Otani. How many starts will he get on the mound? How many games at the plate and hitting and pitching? We're going to talk about all of that coming up on Locked on Angels. 
Today's show is brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Administration. This holiday season, as you're hanging out with some friends and having a few drinks, sometimes a few can become a few too many, especially with New Year's just around the corner. And as the evening comes to an end, you might think about driving yourself home. You might even consider like, hey, what's the worst that could happen? But here's the truth. Everyone knows the risks of buzz driving and drunk driving, and the results are often tragic and unfortunately deadly. This is why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on the road to save lives and you can actually save lives save your life and the lives of those around you by getting a uber driver a designated driver make sure that you have somebody that will get you home if you've had a few too many don't drive think again play it safe plan ahead and get a ride it only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever remember drive sober or get pulled over We want to thank you for making Locked On Angels your first listen today. And for your second listen, you got to check out Locked On Sports today. Look, NFL season is slowly coming to an end. We're getting to playoff time. And if you want to be up to speed on everything that's going on in football or the wide world of sports, you can get it all in about 22 minutes a day with Locked On Sports today. Go behind the scenes with local experts that only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today is available on this app. YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Whenever the Angel ha- Angels have a great third baseman, they seem to have a really great team. So Heck if yeah. we were to take it back uh, a few years, we go to Troy Gloss. He was fantastic at third base. We had Sean Figgins at third base. And so whenever we've had a good third baseman, it seems to equate to a really great team. And so let's talk about Anthony Rendon, Jonathan. I was even going to say Alberto Cayaspo for a few years. He was playing third. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, we he wasn't flashy. He wasn't the superstar, but it was like, what a capable guy at yes. third base for a good few years before before we, you know, pivoted and, and made some changes there. But, man, right. it feels good to have a, a solid Anthony Rendon type over at third base. And we got to talk about him, Mike, because he's entering his age 33 season, and the last time he played a full year of baseball was 2019. That was the year that the Nationals won the World Series. Most of that had to do with the fact that Anthony Rendon was on that team. He played 146 games that year. You brought up an interesting name off the air, and, and I actually really think this is a good comparison. Talk about Adrian Beltre. Yeah, he has always he's always been somebody that I would I would have loved to have on he the should have been a halo. And he he should, should have been, been a halo, yeah. right? And was that the year that we signed Gary Matthews Jr. instead of so. Beltre? I think so. And I'm still bitter about that, man. That was <laughs> that was awful. Although it did lead to it did lead to Tory Hunter, so that that guess that that worked out. But Beltre has always been a consistent guy, and I think that Rendon is our Beltre. I think mm. that he has the ability to be just a vacuum and a great bat for us on the defensive side and on the offensive side. And comparing Rendon to Beltre. Mm-hmm. It can't may may not be so fair because Beltre was really healthy pretty much his yeah, entire he, career. He had his hips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although his last two seasons were his were his least played games. He had 94 games in his age 38 season and 119 in his age 39 season. But Beltre is somebody who was consistent. He was somebody that came through. He was somebody that you could count on. 
Here's what I love about Anthony Rendon is that when he's healthy, I think he can be what Adrian Beltre was for the Mm -hmm. Rangers and for the Red Sox and for the Dodgers and for the Mariners. I think that we have somebody over there that is really great. And Angel fans have kind of grown, I don't want to say weary, but we do have an angst right now. We would love to see Anthony Rendon not be Tony Two Months, right? We would love for him to actually (laughs) finish the year with us. The good news is we do have Drury and Urshela, and so we have the ability to give him days off. We have the ability to give him a rest when necessary. Talk about how clutch he is, John. I, I always go back to that game against the, the Nationals early last season mm-hmm. where Mother's he knocked Day. in. Right? Yeah, it was Mother's Day and he knocked in the game-winning run. Shohei scored. Big fist pump. Like, that was the team we were really excited about. And then his mm-hmm. left-handed home run in that game with Reed Detmers hit, uh, had, the, had the no-hitter. Like, yeah. this guy has a lot of potential. And so I think what the, the angst we're feeling is, is that we've been teased with what he could potentially be. And I want him to be that this year. And so we're going to ask the same question that we asked in the first segment about Mike Trout. How many games will he play and how many games should he play? Look, we have to really look back at the fact that when he's been playing, he's been an important piece of this Angels lineup. He's been clutch. He hits with runners in scoring position. We mentioned it on Wednesday, and we'll mention it again. Go back and check out the Clutch episode of Locked on Angels. In fact, if you're watching on YouTube, we'll link that up in the corner. But man, when Rendon is at the plate and there are runners on base, his average gets so much better than when there's nobody on base. And that, to me, says Clutch. In fact, we got a good preview of who he could be in the 60-game sprint in 2020. He was top 10 in MVP voting for a reason that year. And it's unfortunate that that season was so short because we didn't get all of the Anthony Rendon that we could have gotten. And then, of course, in 21, he went down to the hip injury. Then he had that random wrist injury in 22. So, Mike, this is a guy who, in my opinion, is not aging very well. And Mm. that's unfortunate because when he's on and healthy, he is so clutch and so key to this lineup. And so I want to see him survive a whole season. That's the only way I can put it. <laughs> That's a good word. Is survive, right? With your exasperated voice, survive. Yes, seriously. <laughs> Mike, if he's at, I know I mentioned it last segment with Trout maybe taking one day a week off. I think even with days off, I think you do that with Rendon. I think he plays 130 yeah. games. Yeah. I even think this is the year where perhaps, perhaps you try Anthony Rendon over at first base because ah, okay. he's not going to be working as hard as he would at third. I think every game that he can, he should be over at third base because, like you said, he's a defensive wizard over there. He's making incredible plays. But if you want him in the lineup and you want to get him off his feet, so to speak, in terms of making crazy plays and dives over at third, let him just catch the baseball over at first base for a game. Maybe if there's a defensive shift or something like that, you can move Drury over to third or or Shella over to third and let Rendon finish out the game at first. I think they need to be strategic in how they use him this season. So how many games should he play? 130. I'm concerned about how many he will play considering mm-hmm. the injury history. My guess would be 120 if, if there's an injury in there somewhere, but my hope is 130 
What do you think about Rendon? I think that he is going to be in the 120 range, but I don't think it's going to be because he's been hurt. I mm-hmm. think that because we have Urshela and we have Drury and we have Renhifo and all of those guys, I think that we'll see him get strategic days off. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned it last segment. I think the strategic days off need to be against some of the teams that we're supposed to win right. against. And it might be more at the beginning of the year than at the end of the year. And what we saw in Rendon last year is he was great coming out of the gate average wasn't that high but he was great coming out of the gate and yeah, so maybe he, we need to he's just... always a slow starter right he yeah, always needs right. time to heat up and yeah. he's been that way for a while but again he even in the slow start he was clutch with runners on base and and that, yeah yeah that's what you were gonna say so we're gonna need to give him some time to let his bat warm up mm-hmm. and we're gonna need to give him some games to be able to do that i think i agree with you in that he's not aging very well this is just the eye test but when you look at trout you go oh that guy he's he's gonna be just fine that's right you look at rendon <laughs> and you go hmm Although Perry Manassian did say at the owner's meeting and his interview with MLB Network, which was fantastic, he did say that Rendon is in the the best shape he's ever been in Hmm. and that he's been talking to me every day, texting every day. I really think that this might be a prove-it year for Mm -hmm. Anthony Rendon. I think this is going to be a year where he's going to make sure that everything is locked in, everything is locked on, everything is where it needs to be, and and I think he's really going to be very careful about that. But I wouldn't be surprised to see him at the 120, 125, and it it may not be because he's injured. It may be that, that Phil Nevin's giving him strategic days off. Mm-hmm. I find it interesting that he could potentially be like a, a a replacement for Walsh at first when Walsh maybe is up against a left-handed batter mm-hmm. instead of Brandon Drury. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not opposed to that. I actually think that that's a pretty good move. Mm. Um, but I wonder if just getting him off of his feet would be a really wise thing. He seems to be healthy. That seems to be the narrative that Perry Manassian is sharing. His hips are okay, all of that good stuff. So I'm going to slot him in at 120, 125. That's how many I think he should play. What he will play, I could see him doing 130, 135, maybe even 140 if he's healthy. And I can't see Phil Nevin and Phil Nevin taking him out of the lineup if he's healthy. You know who DHs a lot when Shohei is not DHing? It's Mike Trout. They give Mike mm-hmm. Trout the DH spot. And for some reason, he does not perform well as a DH a lot of the time. Right. Right. Yeah. Anthony Rendon couldn't DH because there was nobody to play third for him in the past few seasons. <laughs> like we needed yeah. Rendon so badly at third base. Maybe if you're going to give Shohei a day off and you're going to use that DH spot for somebody else, maybe it should be Anthony Rendon. Let's talk about Shohei Otani, John. His last two seasons, he has played in 155 and 157 games, respectively. Uh, He's pitched in 22 starts two years ago and then 28 starts last season. Mm -hmm. And with the six-man rotation coming up and possibly skipping the six-man on days off, they're counting on Otani if he doesn't get hurt and things don't get wonky. Having 31 starts, Mm -hmm. which would be awesome to have him on the mound a whole lot more. The question always is, should he? Be? Hmm. Should he be on the mound that much? And should he be hitting that much? John, what do you think about Shohei Otani this next season? What will his number of starts be? Mm-hmm. And what will his number of games played be? And it's the could or it's the should and will question again for you. You know what's funny is 
I think about, it's a little bit of a tangent, but I think about guys like Joe Madden who were very forward thinking in terms of analytics and data. I think of Brian Kenny from the MLB Network who has an incredible book called Ahead of the Curve. I love that book. He even talks about the Angels playoffs in 2014 and like the first chapter and how the data should have directed what Mike Sosha did versus what actually happened on the field. And it could have helped us win against the Royals instead of getting swept. And now all of a sudden, those guys seem to be behind the curve because Brian Kenny was the one who said Shohei needs to choose whether he wants to pitch or hit, and then he went on to have an MVP season. And then in 22, I mean, rightfully so, you could have you could have gone either way with Aaron Judge or Shohei Otani. We're of the opinion Shohei should have won that MVP, but because Judge got the home run record and just had an incredible offensive season, he got the MVP. Mike, I don't think you mess with success. I think you leave Shohei Otani alone. I think you let him do his thing because it's worked the last two years. Now, 2018, he was new to MLB, and he was a a strong starter until he needed Tommy John, and the Angels took him on knowing that he had some elbow issues. 2019, he was still a great hitter. 2020, he tried to pitch and hit, but it wasn't that great, and his bat wasn't that great either, but that was 2020. It was only 60 games. Who cares? 21 and 22, he's an MVP candidate. He's a winner in 21 and a candidate in 22 because they let him do his thing, and I will give Joe Madden credit for letting Shohei do his thing, and and I think that Phil Nevin understands that. I think he will continue to do that. I think Otani is going to continue to be the unicorn in 2023. I 100% agree with you, and and I'm actually going to give you an analogy, um, and our uh, Locked On Angel listeners and watchers who are WWE fans will love this. <laughs> yes! Um, and, and that's that's actually the other podcast we're going to start, right, John? We're going right. to talk wrestling. Um, it, here's, here's what I heard recently from uh, Hall of Famer Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. He was talking about the injuries that he's been through. Remember, he won an Olympic gold medal with a broken a freaking broken neck. Broken freaking neck. And, <laughs> and he was talking about how if he didn't take some time off, he probably could still be wrestling right now. Mm. And he used The Undertaker mm-hmm. as an example. Undertaker for years wrestled at WrestleMania, and that was it. That was it, yeah. And he said, and he said, that's the hardest thing to do because you have to get your body in shape, and then your uh, body is beat up okay. after that match. And I'm using this analogy, this example, because You're I think a with Shohei, nerd. oh sorry, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and I also think with Shohei, you have to let Shohei do what Shohei does best, yeah. and let his body know here's what's coming tomorrow, here's what's coming the next day, mm-hmm. right? Like this is a mental game, but it's also the the physical side. Your your muscles get into a rhythm, mm-hmm. they get into a routine, and Shohei's arm and his swing are, are going to get into a rhythm and a routine. And I think if you pause that or stop that for any amount of time, you're actually messing with what you've taught your body. There is a there's a natural rhythm to how you do things. And I think for Shohei, you have to give him the space and the place to be able to do what he feels is best. Even if it's a blowout, you have to ask him, should I take him out of the game mm. or not, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think you have to let his body continue to do what his body has done consistently and done really well for the last two seasons. I think that a good example of what you're talking about is when Shohei has a scheduled start and for one reason or another, it gets delayed. Maybe it's 
a rain rained out game or something like that. And he struggled the next day when he comes out for that start that he didn't get. I mean, if there's a rain, if he's scheduled for a Monday and then it rains and he comes out on a Tuesday instead, we've seen him have a bit of a hard time with that because first few innings really struggled. The the rhythm and the routine is thrown off. He was, he was fully prepared and expecting Monday and then he ended up pitching like a Tuesday. That's just an example. But what I'm saying is we've seen that affect him in the past. So I think you're 100% right. He's got to have the time to prepare mentally and physically and keep a schedule and keep a routine because it's a proven success. I don't think you mess with that. Mike, if I had to guess, I think he can definitely get to at least 30 starts, maybe I'm throwing in some leeway there if in case he he needs to skip one or something like that for his own sake and it's a decision he's made. And then I imagine he's going to be in there, you know, nearly every day playing at DH because that's what he wants to do. He wants right. to play baseball. He right. loves to play baseball. 155 games in 21 and 157 in 22. Man, I think I think he'll hit that 157 mark again. Uh, yeah, I, I don't have any doubt in my mind that he's going to play as much baseball as he can. He's like a little kid. You, you just want to yeah. be out there playing the game every chance you can get. And I love that about Shohei. I think that him not winning the MVP has also put a fire in his belly. Yes. And so the opposing teams better watch out, not just for how many games he plays, but I think he's going to come out and he's going to be throwing fire and he's going to be hitting fire. It's going to be like the old classic NBA jam game, right? Where <laughs> you, know, you, you hit like four threes in a row and suddenly it's, He's on fire! <laughs> well, thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen today. Now for your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. They're sharing some of the biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. We hope you have a great weekend, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Celebrate with your friends and celebrate responsibly. And if you have some time over the weekend, we are looking forward to hearing from you because we are going to have ourselves a mailbag Monday. You can get us at Lockdown Angels on Twitter and at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. And Mike, if they want to send us a voicemail, where can they reach us? Uh, we love when you call us. We love to hear the sultry sounds of your voice. Hey. It allows us to know that you're real people. And so you can call us at 714-409-6396. And that number will also be in the show description. So give us a call. Get at us on social media. Send us a message. Tweet at us. We love to hear from you. There's a lot of questions that we have about this team. There's a lot of potential that this team has. So let's talk about it. Let's start the new year off right on January 2nd. You can watch the Rose Parade and listen to Locked on Angels all at the same time. Can't wait. <laughs> hey, if you haven't sent us a question before, you know what? It's a, a new year and a new you. So send us a question. Start Stop it out it. right. We would love to hear from you. You're not on fire. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. We are going to see you on Monday. Have a great New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Until then, my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Angels, and we'll see you in the new year. 2023, baby. Woo!